Everyone is welcome. Dean Patro at hotmail.com. This coming Sunday, we'll get to, we'll be having a, a movie after the fellowship meal. We'll show that clip as soon as I'm done here. Uh, next Wednesday, March 9th, um, we're starting an adult Bible class here at the church. Um, it's a teaching by Andrew Womack and Scott and Cindy Davis will be leading that class. We've been having some good stuff on Wednesday nights for all ages. Um, and if you're able to help with little people, ages one to four on Wednesdays, we would love your help. You can uh, talk to Cindy or myself and uh, we'll let you play with the little kids. It's a privilege. Um, this Thursday, March 3rd, the True Bridge online Bible class starts. That's going to be a Thursday night teaching every Thursday through March 4th. So it's four weeks taught by Jim Bender of the Thriving Life Church of Erskine. This class will cover two of the more common cults that we often encounter, Jehovah's Witness um, and Mormonism. Uh, you can head to their website to register. Welcome to the Forge Country Faith Church. Um, to hear the Sunday morning messages, uh, you can go to the website at tentstrikechurch.com for past messages. To give tithes and offerings, you can mail them to Tentstrike Community Church, P.O. Box 67, Tentstrike, Minnesota 56683. Or you can give online at the website, tentstrikechurch.com. Our TCC 2021 financial report and the 2022 budget are available on the counter outside here to the left. Okay, so this next week, um, after the fellowship meal, we will be watching a movie together. Um, it's called Sabina, The Heart of the Gospel is Forgiveness. Are we ready to show that video clip online here? Otherwise, I can just keep talking. Um, how many of you are happy that God is faithful in the changing of the seasons? It is warming up outside. A couple days ago, I looked at the forecast and there was no below zero weather in the forecast. So, amen. forces invaded Richard and Sabina Wormbrand's home country, Romania. There were no safe spaces for Jews. And though Christian, Richard and Sabina were ethnic Jews. Thank 
Christians during World War II had a choice. Lay low and hope the worst passed them by. Or get involved and be the hands and feet of Christ. All at great personal risk. Watch that together after lunch next week. Uh, we're planning to start at 1 p.m. This morning, I would like to welcome our brother Gus Shogren to share this morning. Let's uh, pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have laid upon our brother Gus's heart to share with us, Lord. And we have open hearts, Lord. We thank you that you will change us. We thank you for the uh, gifts that we give today, Lord, and tithes and offerings as well. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I see that I'm hooked up to the power. Amen. Hallelujah. The question is are you hooked up to the power? You know, the Bible says that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. That means the power of God is here. But are you hooked up? If you're hooked up, it's like electricity. You reach out and grab that electric fence, you can feel it. How many can feel the presence of God here today? Hallelujah. Oh, shout amen. Hallelujah. Somebody. 
I always feel the presence of God in the music when we, when we worship. God is here. You know, I was supposed to talk a couple, three weeks ago. And I wasn't able to. And maybe it wasn't God's timing. Do you realize that in the last two or three weeks, the world has changed? You know, it started out with the truckers up in Canada. And the mandates started falling. Oh, hallelujah. I listened to Dan Modry on the, on the radio. And he says, now that the pandemic is coming to a close. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, that's shouting ground. You can shout about that. And then there's, suddenly the war drums started to beat. And we didn't hear any more about the pandemic. All we heard about was war. And then war became a reality. And the Ukraine became an important place in the world. I was listening to a couple nights ago someone telling about a ministry they had in the Ukraine, an orphanage where they had 140 kids. He said, we hired a bus. And we managed to get 100 kids on the bus. He said, we got them. Safely to Poland. But he said we left 40 behind. And we left workers behind. And he said we don't know what's going on with them. And I relate that to you today to make this story more personal. And Bonnie and Alfredo are here from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And their pastor, Billy Joe Daughtery, I think for many years, went almost weekly to the Ukraine to hold big crusades, to preach Christ, 
to a nation that had been under communism for many years. And now we know why. There was such an urgency to go there and to preach the gospel. And so we just remember those people, the soldiers on the battlefield today, Father, we just lift them up right now in the name of Jesus. We cover them, their families, and that whole country with the blood of Jesus. We the loose angels in the heavenlies to surround them, protect them, to make a way where there is no way. Oh, hallelujah. And that movie, Sabina, that happened in Romania. Russian soldiers are on the Romanian border today, threatening to go in again. So I encourage you to lift them all up in prayer. Hallelujah. You know the message that the Lord gave me three weeks ago was Christ the healer. And how do you preach Christ the healer when you have been sick? You're so sick you can't get up to preach. And the Lord said, I want you to preach that same message. And some of you were praying for me. But you know, there came a point where I could feel those prayers. Oh, and when I did, I could feel in my body, whoo, I feel a healing coming on. I feel it in the name of Jesus. I know this thing is turning. I know when the Spirit of God has moved. I know when God is moving within me. Hallelujah. Christ in me, the hope of glory. He's on the inside. He's down here inside. If you're a believer and you're walking in faith and you're walking according to the word. The Bible says, Romans 8, 11, that if that same spirit, ooh, the power of God, that raised Christ from the dead, dwells in you, brother, oh, he's going to quicken your mortal body. And when I see my brother up there playing that guitar again, you know, I've been shoveling snow off my roast for the last few days. I got a big barn roof and I got up there and the snow was so deep and I got my new tractor parked underneath it. So I got up there and I started shoveling. And I'm thinking about my brother sliding off the roof, breaking his hand, his wrist, whatever. Oh, hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. I just thank God I got the strength to still do it. Oh, praise God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. But what I want to ask you is, who is God in your life? You know, in the Hebrew, God had several names. Sometimes they translated it Jehovah Shammah, which means God with you. Oh, God with you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will be with you. I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And sometimes they translate it Jehovah Ra. And that means the Lord, your pastor. And we know that Jesus was a pastor who laid down his life for the sheep. He laid down his life for you and me. Oh, hallelujah, that we might be free. And then there's Jehovah Shalom, God of peace. God is your peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. A peace that passes understanding. Peace that the world cannot receive. Peace in the midst of the storm, in the midst of turmoil and strife. God gives us peace because he is peace. And then there's Jehovah Jireh, the God your provider. We trust him. We trust him to give us our daily bread. Hallelujah. Because God provided A lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that is Jesus. And then there's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is your banner, he is your victor, he is your captain. Oh, I think of David and Goliath. David was there. Waving that banner, Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah. My God will give me the strength to fight this battle. And he will give me the victory. So who is God to you? And then there is Jehovah. The Sid Canoe, if that's how you pronounce it, I don't know. God, your righteousness. You know, it's not our righteousness. But it's because of the blood of Jesus. 
that we can claim righteousness before God. And I have learned that when you go to God in prayer, it's better to stay under the blood. Humble yourself before God. You know, the Bible says that by grace you are saved, not by works, lest any man should boast. And if you go to God for anything, for healing, and you say, Lord, but look at me and all the good things I have done. You know, I've taught Bible school, and I've taught Sunday school, and I've gone out on the mission field. You know, it's all filthy rags to God. We need to stay humble and claim that righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. We need to get to that place where our prayers are answered. Oh, hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, prove me in this. Prove me. And so we have a chance when we're sick to prove God that his word is true. You can't get healed if you weren't sick. You ever think of that? Well, give God a chance to work a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. What the devil meant for evil can be turned against him in Jesus' name. But you've got to stand up in faith and claim it. You've got to stand up in faith and receive it. You've got to stand on that mountaintop and shout. And remind God of his promises. And say it is written. Oh hallelujah. You don't have to tell God. He already knows. But he wants to know that you know. Not just know but that you believe. Oh praise God. The word of God says. Hebrews chapter 11, the, the chapter of faith in the Bible. Verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh, hallelujah. And verse 6 says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means with your whole heart, with your soul, with your mind. That word has to be implanted down here in your spirit, not just in your head. That won't get you anywhere. It has to be in your spirit. So when trouble comes, faith rises up. And you take it by faith. I just want to share some scriptures this morning. Make a basis for what I'm saying. 
And you know, these are scriptures that you've probably heard a thousand times. But it is the word of God. You know, John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then it goes on to say that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that was Jesus. The word of life. Hallelujah. And every word that he spoke is a promise to us. And we need to walk in that promise. And what did he do? He spent three years healing people. That's what he did. And then he said, and these signs shall follow those who believe. They shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That's the word of the Lord. He said, greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Greater works than Jesus, is that possible? But that's what the word says. And I say that the word is true. But I just want to, and I think these are the scriptures we're going to put up on the screen. Matthew 8, 16. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He has already done it. He has paid the price. That is past tense. He did what he was going to do. The rest is up to us to believe and not just believe, but we need to get to that place in faith where we move from believing to receiving. Oh, hallelujah. First Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Proverbs 4.20 My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. I didn't write this. This is the word of the Lord. The word is medicine. It is health to your flesh. If you read it and you keep reading it, the devil won't touch you. 
He can touch you because you're full of the Spirit of God like a burning fire. But sometimes sickness does come. And when it does, then we stand against it. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. There is power in the word. There is power in that spoken word. Sometimes we need to speak it over our lives. Not just sometimes. We need to do it all the time. You know, it's Mark eleven twenty three. Speak to that mountain. You have to speak to it. You know, and I heard an old evangelist say, he tells this story. He said they were traveling out west. And they saw men cutting a tunnel through the mountain. And they were using dynamite to break the rock. And he said, that reminded me of Mark eleven twenty three. You keep speaking to that mountain. And you're chipping away at the rock. And that mountain has to move. Whatever that, that situation is in your life. Oh, it may take a while. God will test your patience and your resolve. But if you are not moved by what you feel, by what the world around you is saying, but if you're only moved by the word of God, then God will give you the victory. He will become Jehovah Nisi in your life. And if it's sickness you're dealing with, he will become Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. He is God. But do you know him as Jehovah Rapha? To me, that was the easiest part of it. You know, I had more trouble believing God as Jehovah Jireh, the God that will provide. That was more of a struggle for me. But Jehovah Rapha, I just believed God that God has the power to heal, that he is the healer. I remember being in, and I may have told you this story before, some of you may have heard it, in a crusade, you know, where there's thousands of people. And the evangelist gets up there, and he's saying, you have to command Sickness to leave your body. And you know, I come out of the Lutheran church. I had just gotten saved. I, I'm thinking to myself, this man needs to get saved. 
You can't talk like that. But later in the message, he said there's people here who God wants to heal. You have a problem with your spine, your back. If you believe that God can heal you, then stand up right now. And I thought to myself, well, I believe that. And I don't know, I stood up in front of all those people. That's not me. That's not my character. But then he said something else. He said, if you believe that God healed you, raise your hands. And you know, that's like the hardest thing I ever did. You could feel 10,000 demons hanging onto your hands. You couldn't lift them. But when I did, the glory of God fell on me. Hallelujah. Bright lights. I couldn't believe it. Whoo. I thought, I got it. I got it in the name of Jesus. And I looked around. And I could see like a dark black cloud over that whole congregation. And that's the spirit of unbelief. I, I was looking in the spiritual realm. And you know that that unbelief will steal your faith. When faith comes, well, you know it. You know when you got it. And I was born with a severe curvature of the spine. And my dad used to take me regularly to the chiropractor when I was, I was a teenager. And for years I would go to the chiropractor on a regular basis because my back would go out and the chiropractor would put it back in. But you know, I haven't been to the chiropractor for years. And I do a lot of heavy lifting. And I still cut firewood and throw hay bales. And I believe that I am healed. But in the last couple of weeks, you know, God healed me. You know, I was sick for a couple of days, or I was. I'll admit it. But you can't get healed if you aren't sick. You can't prove God if you're not sick. But God did a miracle. I haven't been able to smell for years. I completely lost the sense of smell. I opened the refrigerator door the other day and I could smell something so rotten. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, I can smell. God has given me that gift after all these years. You know, sometimes it's good not to be able to smell. When I was in the cancer wards in Albania, 
especially when I went in the bathroom. I thought to myself, this place must stink. And I can't smell a thing, thank God. <laughs> and God cleared up my sinuses. And I feel my voice coming back. Today it feels strong. Oh, hallelujah. I can stand and shout that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the Lord that healeth thee. Oh, hallelujah. A couple more scriptures. Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And this one, oh, you know, James 5.14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. And verse 16, confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Oh, hallelujah. But that's not the only way to get healed. You just have to take God at his word. You can receive your healing because the Bible says so. That's good enough. The healer is right inside. All you have to do is reach out and touch him in the spirit. And he will heal you. F.F. Bosworth, who wrote the book, Christ the Healer, said that over and over again, they would get testimonies of people who were healed just sitting, listening to the teaching. And that hasn't changed. God is still doing that. He'll heal you when faith comes. And sometimes he just heals people and we don't understand why. Why did you heal him, Lord? I think about the man in Mexico. You know that, and I've told you this story. Stung between 500 and 1,000 times, I think, by African killer bees. Ran off the cliff in the middle of town. And thank God he missed the rocks or he'd have been dead. But he landed in the soft sand. 
and the bees attacked him as he laid there. And every inch of his body that was exposed. Now this is a tropical climate. People don't dress as good as they do here in the wintertime. When a bee stings, they leave the stinger in a little fuzzball. The back of his head, his neck, his arms, his hands were a solid carpet. And I, I always said, Lord, why did you heal him? He was drunk. He was causing a scandal in the middle of the town. That's why the bees attacked him. And he's laying there on the ground and his body is just vibrating like this. And a lady from the church said, he's going to die. And when he said that, she said that, I thought, well, this is the chance for me to make a fool of myself. And I just started to pray for him. I never laid hands on him. I just stood there 10 feet away from him. And I started to pray in a loud voice. I thought, so everybody in town can hear. So when this is over, they'll know what happened. And I said, in the name of Jesus. And I, I don't remember exactly how I prayed. But I remember this. That after a minute or so, his body got calm. And I think somebody said, I think he died. And all of a sudden, he sat up. And 20 years later, when I went back to Mexico, they were still talking about that. You know, because that old drunk, you know what he did? He quit drinking for two weeks, they said. I never saw him again. But they said for two weeks, he quit drinking. And he went around telling everybody what happened to him. Oh, hallelujah. That's what we need to do. Go around telling everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that with him, all things are possible. But we just read James. You know, is any sick among you? called for the elders of the church, anointing him with oil. So F.F. F. Bosworth, he was in Lima, Peru. No, in Lima, in the state of Ohio. And they were in a meeting, and so they had an altar call. They called people up, and they were anointing him with oil. According to James 514, 515. 
And there was a lady there. Hallelujah. Her name was Claire Rupert. When she was eight years old, she had whooping cough. She had such a severe case of whooping cough that it affected the muscle to her eye. And she completely lost the sight of one eye. And she said that eye was so dead she could touch it and she couldn't feel a thing. She was completely blind in that eye. But she heard the word of the Lord. And so she decided that she would go forward and she would just believe that God would heal her. Why? Because the Bible says so. Just because. The Bible says so. And so she went forward at altar call. And before they anointed her with oil, she got up and run back to her seat, put her arms around her father, and she was crying. And her father said, well, what's wrong? Why didn't you wait to be anointed? She said, Dad, I can see. God healed her before they had a chance to anoint her with oil. And the rest of that story is that F.F. Bosworth ran into her in another crusade. in St. Paul, Minnesota. She was at a Bible school with her husband, and her husband was going to become a pastor because of the glorious work that God had done in his wife. He was going to dedicate his life to preaching the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to wait till somebody prays for you. You can receive healing in your body anytime, any place, anywhere. Oh, hell, because God is well able. Jehovah Shammah. God is present. He's there with you wherever you go. When you walk with him, and his ears are open to your prayers. And when he hears that prayer of faith, oh, hallelujah, things begin to move in the heavenlies. You need to know that God wants to bless you. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And it's not just the New Testament. You know, there was healing in the Old Testament. Do you know that 
when the children of Israel left Egypt with the gold and silver that people gave them, and they left and they went out into the desert, the Bible says that there was not one feeble person among them. Not one. Don't you know that the hand of God must have been there? Can you imagine an entire group of people in this country walking out into the desert? Why, you would have medical helicopters, ambulances, wheelchairs, crutches. And the Bible said there was not one feeble person among them. And that's God's will for his church. That we are strong, healthy, whole, complete. That's what salvation is all about. That's what God's will is for our lives. Not to get sick and die. But just to step out of your earth suit one day. And go to be with Jesus. That's God's will for his church. Remember Enoch? The Bible says he walked with God. And one day he was not because God took him. Remember Elijah the prophet? He looked at Elijah and he said... Do you have a request before I leave? Elisha says, yes. That the double portion of your power might be on my life when you go. Elijah said, if you see me leave, then you will have it. And we know the story. That a whirlwind came Horses in a chariot took Elijah to heaven. Hallelujah. He never tasted death. They looked for him afterwards. They never could find him because he wasn't here on this earth. We shouldn't fear death. We should fear God. The Bible says, the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. No, the Bible says that Noah, out of fear, began to build the ark. Out of fear about what God was going to do on this earth. Hallelujah. He had a revelation of it. But death, oh, death, where is your sting? I remember on the mission field, persecution began to come against the church. The church was just starting. I was in a village run by witch doctors. And my leg began to swell up, the calf on my leg. I mean, it swelled up. It got big. It turned red. And one day, 
I was out on the banana plantation and I began to pray. And I squeezed that leg and I swear that a cord of pus and blood come out. And you know, the devil says, you better go home. You could lose your leg. He says, you might have cancer. You better go home. And so then I had to make that decision about whether I would stay or whether I would leave. And I said, devil, you can bury me under that banana tree. You know, bananas aren't trees. You know, they're just plants. But that settled it. And something broke on the inside of me when I said it. And I've had no fear of death since then. Because I settled it right there. And you know, the funny thing is, I saw other people with that same thing in their leg. And they were flat on their back and they couldn't get out of that bed. And I felt, I mean, I had it in my leg. My leg was swelled up and it was bleeding and full of pus. But I felt no ill effects at all. And I never told anybody. I said, Lord, I just ask one thing that the people in this village don't know what happened to my leg. And so I went down to the river and took a bath, washed my pants, and it healed up. And the head pastor of the people that I worked with in Mexico City was a medical doctor. I showed it to him. He said, I have no idea what that is. In the hills, they called it clavillo. Clavo is a nail. Clavillo is a little nail. And you know, it turns out, it starts out in the beginning, it's a black spot in your leg. And after that, it breaks open. He said, I don't know what that was. He said, but whatever it was, it's healed now. And another pastor, the good old Mexican remedy. When I showed it to him, he goes and gets a washcloth and a bar of soap. And he starts scrubbing that thing until the blood runs. That's Mexican medicine. I thought, well, he said if it bleeds, it'll be all right. I said, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> but I do know one thing. When God heals you, you are healed. And I know something else. You won't get doctor bills in the mail. 
You won't get a, a, a bill for medical ambulance or an airplane ride that costs. Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Saves a whole lot of paperwork. The paperwork is right here. <laughs> and you need to do this every day. You need to spend a little time in this work. If we do that enough, ooh, the devil will leave us alone. He will leave us alone. He backs off. It's like Putin, you know, the old devil. He's waiting for a sign of weakness to attack. And he's been around a long time. And he knows your weaknesses. He probably knows them better than you do. That's why it's so important to walk with God, to stay in his presence. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we were talking about that girl with whooping cough. I had whooping cough when I was a kid. The only person I, I ever saw in school that had whooping cough. It finally got so bad, they sent me home. They wouldn't let me come back to school. I felt like I had leprosy or I was an outcast. But when you have whooping cough, you cough and cough and cough and cough and you lose your breath. And then you vomit. And when you're vomiting and you inhale, you can choke to death. And that's how people die from whooping cough. And I'll never forget the day the man came to the house Back in the hills. Now, this is the hills. No doctors. Nobody goes to the doctor there. At that time, no, nobody went to the doctor. They never left the village. There were no doctors except the witch doctors. You went to the witch doctor, and, you know, <clears throat> he wanted half your coffee crop, or he wanted your team of oxen. The price was always high. But the things of God are free. Because Jesus paid the price already. And so they began to come to me. Treated me like a witch doctor. You know, here the man comes, he's got a little bag of corn. And I said, I don't want your corn. I said, I said, I said I'm not a healer. I said, I can't do anything. I said, why did you come to me? But I said, I know somebody who can heal your daughter. And his name is Jesus. And if you'll turn your life over to him, he will heal your daughter. And 
And the lady where I stayed, she took the corn. I thought, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Little bag of corn. But that was really, you know, all the people had. Corn is a staple. If you have corn, you can make tortillas, you can make tamales. Oh, I've been in parts of Mexico where the old lady told me rich people eat beans. I always feel rich now when I eat beans. Hallelujah. He said, pray for my daughter. So I did. In the name of Jesus. And when I got done praying, the devil attacked her. And you know, if you read scriptures, that happens. The devil will attack when he comes out of them. He wants to shake things up before he leaves. And she began to cough and cough and cough and cough and she couldn't catch her breath until she fell on the ground and began to vomit. You know, for all the world, it looked like she was going to die right there. But that's the last time she coughed, I think. And that night they were in church. Oh, hallelujah. But if you want to keep your healing, and this is important, you got to walk with God. You know, the Bible says, if you read the Gospels, that people came to Jesus to hear and to be healed. And you know, it hasn't changed. People need to hear the Gospel to build their faith. And that's what I'm trying to do today is to build your faith. Turn that faith up just a notch. Motivate you to walk with God and to stay in his word and to receive the blessings and the promises that are yours in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It says over and over again in the Gospels, and they were all healed. And yet we know that when he, when he went to his own town where he grew up, he could do no mighty work because of their unbelief. We just need to take God at his word just because the Bible says so. That's good enough for me. If it says it in the word, then I believe it, and I receive it, and I walk in it in the name of Jesus. And the devil tries to trip us up, and he does once in a while. But that does not change the word of God. It does not change God. God is the same. He does not change. 
He wants to manifest his glory in the church. He wants to manifest his glory in your life. In the life of your children. Oh, hallelujah. I remember I was at a baseball game. My son was supposed to be playing, but he wasn't. He was holding his son, who was, you know, maybe two years old. And when he was born, he only weighed one pound, two ounces. Then he lost some weight. He weighed left less than a pound. You know, he was kind of spoiled and pampered. But that night, he was sick. He had a burning fever. And so my son wasn't playing. He was holding him. And on the way home, they gave him to me. And I held him for a while. And I began to pray that God would heal him. We got back to the house. I gave him back to his dad. That kid jumped out of his arm and started running around the house. Oh, hallelujah. God healed him. Just like that. I thought, praise God. Praise the name that is above all names. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I want you all to stand up this morning. As we go. You know, there's food in the kitchen. They will be disappointed if you don't eat. (laughs) Maria loves to cook. That's her gift to the world. She loves to cook. She's a good cook. So we invite you all to eat. Don't leave. Stay, eat with us. Fellowship. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just before you today. We open our hearts for that healing touch of your Holy Spirit on each and every one of our lives. And if there's anybody here that's sick today, right now, in faith, just put your hand where it hurts, where you need healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just speak healing and life into everybody here. We speak healing and life in Jesus' name according to your word. We stand in faith and we cry out to you. We say we believe and we receive. We just lift up Pastor Dean today. We lift up Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve wasn't able to be with us today. And we just send healing out over the airwaves to all those people listening today, wherever you are. Touch that screen of that, whatever you're watching. And receive the power of the living God in Jesus' name.
Receive it now, hallelujah, that healing touch that only God can send. The power of the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, that breaks the back of the enemy. Father, we receive that in our bodies. We receive that in our lives, that healing touch of your Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace. God bless you and protect you. And may he go with you. May he keep you and prosper you as you go. And may that healing touch of his Holy Spirit be on your life today and every day as you walk with him. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like to come up here for prayer, you can do so. Um, food is right through it. Well, you know, I took the liberty today to print off some uh, copies of the Bible says God's word is medicine and also the names of God if you want to pick those up on the way out too on the left-hand side. Thank you for coming.